Hey, what up, man? You know what's going on. And we are back with another edition of the Manly Deeds Podcast, where we bridge the gap between manhood and society. I'm your host, Melly Mel, and join me as always, we got Husky and Bearded in the building. What's good, Drew? Man, y'all already know what I'm here for. I'm ready to stir the pot and drop some gems. Ready to be the gospel thug of the evening. Hey, <laughs> gospel thugging it. Hey. Gospel thugging it. Hey, you know we got your boy Life Coach Lace in the building. What's going on, man? Hey, man, we here for another episode, another opportunity to connect with my guys and drop some gems. So that's what it's about. And you know we got your boy T.Roy, a.k.a. Pastor Troy. What's happening? It's your boy Troy here. Wanted to remind our listeners uh, to make sure you log on to uh, uh, Instagram and follow us at Manly Deeds Podcast and also on Twitter at Manly Deeds underscore. Hey, yo, I like how Troy be plugging the potty, man. I be hey, he on to it, do man. that drink. He, he on it. But Troy always get me hit, yo. We got to pay the bills, man. Got to pay the bills first. Got to pay, pay the, the bills, bro. <laughs> Got to pay the bills, bro. That's the best way to advertise. If people connect with us and share with their friends, hey man, go follow them on Twitter. They gonna get they, and then they gonna get one of those uh, reels in their uh, in their feed, and they go listen to one of uh, one of us saying something stupid, and they were like, "Yo, I got to check, check these out. cats out." Yo, what's, what's funny is I always go back in the recordings and try to find the most ignorant minute and a half that I could find <laughs> from our segments to use as the reel uh, on Instagram. Bro, you've got to use the one where you telling about your dad's funeral. You Yeah, I definitely got. gonna do that this week. <laughs> That's definitely the plus. That. That's a great bro. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you I tell you what it, t- it says about us, Drew. We thrive in chaos and toxicity. That's what we come on now. I knew toxicity exactly. was the second word that was coming. <laughs> I knew what it was. I knew it in my heart. Hey, so Christmas is coming up. You know, it's big things. Everybody about to go on break and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. As I've gotten older, I think I've gotten less and less into the Christmas spirit uh, because I've realized that the older I get, the more Christmas is about other people and less about me. So I tend Mm. to just enjoy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, Thanksgiving be about other people too. Nah, man. Thanksgiving really, I can really make the Thanksgiving about me because the whole day is football is on. I enjoy football. And then on top of that, I just get to eat and make my own plate. And then I usually hide for most of the day until it's time to eat anyway. So I don't have to contribute nothing. Uh, so I usually just, I stamp Thanksgiving as my holiday, man. The Christmas, Christmas, don't get me wrong. Christmas is all right. Obviously, hot, shout out to Jesus. Um, but other than that, but the actual celebration is the part that you don't actually rock. Yeah, with. yeah, yeah. You know, I got you. Hey, and man, plus, well, I, I ain't to never had that. too many good Christmases, so I don't really. I'm wondering what makes Mel happy these days, bro. Like, <laughs> it, it seems little to nothing hey, makes this man hey, happy. Bro. Bro. It's a short list. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very short list, bro. It's a very short list. The potty makes me happy, Lace. Okay. So getting you. on every Tuesday. You know what y'all definitely makes me happy, bro. Don't, don't why are you always trying to make me feel bad for being particular, bro? Just because hey, I don't look. accept any and everything in life. Hey, bro, I don't want no smoke. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I'm trying to just figure out what brings you joy. That's all. I just want to know what brings you joy, my guy. That's it. <laughs> now that is, that is a really good point because we definitely was having that con- uh, conversation in the um, chat the other day. It was like, dang, bro, do you look at anything positive in your life? <laughs> 
Like mail the type of dude, but mail no. the type of dude that if Amazon says his package supposed to be there at two o'clock, he pissed if it's not there by <laughs> one fifty nine. Like he hey, called it like. <laughs> You should have never set the expectation of when I'm going to get it. You should have just told me it was going to be there. <laughs> just tell me it's coming. Don't give me a time frame because oh, if you give me a time frame, I'm going to hold you to that drink. <laughs> hey, so uh, we was having this, we was having this uh, discussion the other day, and I don't even think we finished it. Lace actually started the joint, and I responded, and nobody else, was, else responded. So I was actually offended, so I waited until we was recording <laughs> to bring it up. What what, what <laughs> conversation? What you talking about? So Lace asked in the uh, group chat, "What was the top top Christmas songs?" Ah, fat. Uh, yeah, fat. You know. Fat. Oh, I missed that. And I missed first that. of all, Drew didn't follow directions at all and proceeded to talk about how Christmas is a pagan holiday and we shouldn't be discussing <laughs> with. Oh, no, bro, that is not what I said. It's a social construct by the white man to hold us a white man's construct <laughs> that's to oppress us and indebt us, bro. I mean, I, we could use that about a lot of other stuff, too. Look, I can't be mad Ray Ray want a PS5 for, for Christmas, you know what I'm saying? And his, <laughs> and his mama rent is $2. That's not my problem, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, man. It is what Shout it is. Shout out to Ray Ray, right. bro. Look, bro. He deserves We can get Ray Ray a PS5 while also telling him that this holiday is a white man's construct. <laughs> I'm going to give bro, him a gift and I'm going to drop some knowledge on him. Don't listen to me, bro. I've been telling my kids for as long as I can remember that Santa Claus is real. And people have been basically attacking me for it, saying that I should let them be kids and believe and all that. And honestly, bro, if it ain't Jesus, they need to believe in me because I'm the one doing all the work to be bringing hey, bro, these gifts I into can, the crib, I, I right? can sign behind that, though. I That's can sign behind that. Hey, I am not that mad yeah. at that. If it ain't Jesus, no white man your coming down the chimney to give you exactly. these gifts. Exactly, this is my bro. hard-earned, and I Yo. want you to know that. <laughs> so what's crazy Toxic. is I've been, Miles is nine. I've been telling Miles for at least six years that Santa Claus is, is not real, and he refuses to believe what I say. And uh, so, so, so why y'all laughing, yo? Why y'all laughing? The story gets worse because it's embarrassing, bro. So we, I was thrown into a little parenting event that I didn't want to go to, taking the kids to do this little Christmas train ride and all this with, with lights and carrying on, and they had a little Santa Claus man there. Obviously, there was a line. A lot of kids wanted to talk to Santa. Well... My boy's son, I'm not going to use their names because I don't think they want to be on the potty, but my boy's son knows and understands that Santa's not real. So when it came time to sit on the laps and do all that stuff, he was one of the kids that was like, I really don't want to do it because I know he's not real. No way. He didn't really say that. He just did it. And Miles went and he was really excited to sit on Santa's lap and tell him what he wanted for Christmas. <laughs> when he got done, they was taking inventory about their experience. Uh -huh. And Miles was like, so... Uh, what you tell Santa you wanted for Christmas? And he was like, I ain't tell him I wanted nothing. He's holding on to the secret. I guess he don't want to tell him that he's not real. So he's like, I ain't tell him I wanted nothing. Miles, without hesitation, go, well, how are you going to get your presents on Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, yo, this joint got to stop. This joint got to stop. So we was, we was chilling with family this weekend. The conversation of Christmas came up. Maya was talking about presents. I said, can I tell you a secret? She was like, yeah. I said, the secret is that I am Santa Claus. And she was like, what? I said, yeah, daddy is Santa Claus. I buy all the presents that come under the tree. And I thought she was going to be tight or be upset. But she was like, well, if you Santa Claus, where my presents at? 
<laughs> like, where my presence at? So I'm like, all right, a girl after my own heart, bro. So then Miles comes over, and Maya's like, hey, Miles, I got a secret. And he like, what? And she whispered <laughs> in his ear. It was like, you know Daddy Santa Claus. And this <laughs> cried in front of everybody in the house, bro. <laughs> no. This started crying, bro. And I'm sitting there wondering. First of all, I'm tight because... He nine and crying, and I don't like that. And then oh on top God. of that, he crying about um, Melvin. Let right, your let, let your nine cry, year bro. old son cry. Hey, if he, so so let me let me rephrase. Let you me just rephrase. Wrote, you just rocked his world. Let me rephrase. I don't mind that he cries. If there is uh, a reason to cry, a reason. Yes, if the reason is valid in my eyes, then I'm okay with that. But. Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that it had to be valid in yeah, your eyes. Yeah, if it's valid in my Just eyes. Just because it's valid in your eyes doesn't necessarily mean it's valid in right, that, that man's Right, I know, eyes. but that's what, that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. If I feel like the tears aren't warranted, then I'm, then that's what irritates me or whatever. So anyway, he started crying. Everybody else tried to start making me feel guilty about it. And I'm sitting there like, I've been telling him this for six years. Just because he decided to cry about it this year <laughs> don't mean that I've been doing something doing something wrong. But anyway... After a short conversation, he was fine. And once he realized that he was still going to get presents anyway, the only reason he was crying, not because he believed in Santa Claus, but he thought that that was the only way that he could get Christmas gifts. Uh, so he was mad because he thought he wasn't going to get nothing. Gotcha. Um, but now he understands and, and we, we fine with that. So that's just how I do parenting in my house. For anyone out there listening, if your children are around my children, my kids are gonna tell your kids that Santa Claus is not real, <laughs> <laughs> and I hope they got a daddy around because uh, if the daddy yes. ain't around, then ain't nobody getting no gifts since you told no me that you said <laughs> <laughs> that I'm Santa Claus. I can hear the conversation right now. Miles talking to another kid. You know Santa ain't real, right? And the real Santa Claus is your daddy. <laughs> right? Right? I ain't got no daddy. We're getting you no ain't gifts. getting no hey, gifts for Christmas. Hard out here, man. <laughs> you ain't getting no gifts. But uh, but no. So back back to this debate, Lace. You threw it out there. What was the top five? I don't know if you said top five or top Christmas songs out there. And I threw mine out, and nobody else said anything. Bro, I totally missed it. I didn't. I didn't see that. So I'm gonna go ahead and say mine to start this joint off because I feel like this is a, a heated debate that we need to have. And number one on the list. Has got to be Silent Night by The Temptations. Ah, uh, most definitely. That's got to be up there. Definitely. Uh, coming in a strong second place is this Christmas, but it's got to be the Chris Brown version and not uh, the one that previously existed. And then a strong whoa, top whoa, number whoa, three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This Christmas by Chris Brown, not the original. Yes. No, not the original. The Chris wow. Brown version. Wow. And <laughs> wow. why do I sense judgment in that wow? It's a lot of judgment. Oh, I'm judging you. It was a lot of judgment in that wow, hey, bro. The Chris Brown version of this Christmas wow. is the better of the versions. And then uh, my third, my top three uh, is Boys to Men. Let it snow. Let it snow. Actually, I, I rock. So, with so you list. just go. So you yeah. just go discount and disregard Donny Hathaway this Christmas. Like you just go get rid of that altogether. Ah, you bro. can't discount frat, bro. Chris Brown's version of this Christmas. <laughs> wow, this guy, this guy's a lunatic. He's a, he's what? A, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, matter of fact, spit Melvin, out your list. Me, spit out your list, ladies. Melvin Brown is a menace to society, folks. That's what. <laughs> that's what we need to be. Now that's a statement. 
He's the menace to society, yo. Like legit, legit. Yo, throw out George <laughs> there, laces. We talk. Oh, about easy. It. Donnie Hathaway this Christmas. Silent Night um, by the Temptations. Uh, Chuck Brown, Merry Christmas. Go go version. Oh my god. <laughs> Goes oh hard. my gosh goes hard uh and I, I would say those are probably my top three right now lace is trash yo <laughs> drew drew i know you hate all things pagan but i need you to come up with your list bro bro definitely donny hathaway this christmas first. easy money um, easy money i'm gonna have to tell you bro i it's gonna have to be mary did you know coming in second bro <laughs> That's a tear jerker, no matter what, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> and coming in third uh, is let it snow, bruh. Uh, Drew. Mary, Mary did you know, bro? Did you know? <laughs> hey, bruh. I'm not going to lie, bruh. Every Christmas, my pop sings that joint, bruh. Mm. Hey, hey, I need you I to call like me. With, I need to you to call me when he yet. sing that joint. Yeah, because we still go roast. Cause exactly. Just because you, you threw in Big Daddy Mo, don't mean that we ain't go roast. Hey, right. You can roast, bro. That's my top two, bro. That's my number two. Yeah, he tried it. He tried let to it. Let us know. It's definitely it in there. Let us know. It's definitely in the mix. And I, I have a, a, a another one that I would throw in with the asterisk is Kirk Franklin Silent Night, the Kirk oh, yes. Franklin and the okay. Family Christmas album. List. So yeah, boom, we in there. Uh, Troy, I'm in, so right. interested to hear your list. So, actually, we all agree on uh, Let It Snow. Uh, we all agree on Silent Night. Um, and there are three other songs that probably this is where we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> don't embarrass your family on the podcast. Right. Please I'm don't. not going to embarrass my family. This at this one song actually comes from my childhood um, because I grew up on this cartoon and it was it was a wonderful cartoon. But it's the uh, Alvin and the Chip. Get him out of here. Christmas. Get him out of here. Every week. Y'all don't rock with every week where he needs to be. Get him out of here. Y'all don't rock with the with the Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas song. I mean, if I was nine. <laughs> I'm I am tapped into my inner child. Hey, okay. Bro. Y'all don't y'all I am okay with that. I'm okay with that. Alvin and the also I am although it's a song that is very rapey-ish, uh I'm a big fan of cold uh, Baby It's Cold you, Outside. Got you, got you, yeah, got that joint's fire. But I tell you what, just the back the John the- Legend version is he's changed the word so it doesn't sound as predatory. So you should probably oh, yeah, see okay. John Legend version. Okay. Let me I'm I'm gonna try yeah. I'm gonna try to rock with that. And um this actually isn't really it's a Christmas song, but it could be sang I've churches sang it all throughout the year. Uh it's Go Tell It on the Mountain. Mm. Go tell it on Don't the do mountain. that, Troy. Don't do that. Dad Troy. Jesus Christ was born. Look, bro, I got memories. <laughs> you do got memories, Troy. Every it, it was every uh Sunday before Christmas or every Saturday before Christmas or something like that. My church would have a church Christmas play. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And we we would sing that song right before we leave, bro. That put me in the Christmas spirit every Sunday. The did. real question is so, though, what character were you cast as during this Christmas play? That is very funny. I actually wrote my own Christmas play. <laughs> uh, Come again? Come again? I wrote my own Christmas. I wrote my own Christmas play, bro. When I was, 
I was 12 years old, dead hey, serious, man. not even lying. I was 12 years old, Yo, roll my own Christmas I play. I'm pardon? learning so uh, much about Troy on this podcast. Real I'm talk, learning man. so it's much true. about Troy on this podcast. I'm being Troy is really serious. an eclectic tw- dude, yo. He really is, yo. That's I, like, it, I was 12. Yeah. I was 12. I wrote my own Christmas play. I played the, the Godfather, the drug dealer in that joint. Because <laughs> I, I wrote myself. <laughs> listen. If listen, you don't get your old Tyler wrote, Perry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My cousins yo. were the stars. I wrote. I wrote my two cousins as a star. I didn't want to be the star because I was also the writer and the producer and all that type of stuff. At the age of twelve, now I'm I'm a young prodigy. Um, and then in a yeah, yo, bell died over one, there, dog. Hey, bro, I played the Godfather, and I sold them. I sold them a dime bag of weed and uh, in church, bro. This may be like a quarter, but oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, bro. I'm a renaissance man. Oh, my God. I'm a renaissance man. Hey, Troy, I just want to take this time, bro. Hey, bro, I want to take this time to validate you and your (laughs) gifts that the Lord showed you at an early age, bro. Pay no mind to Melvin. Hey, I receive. I receive. I receive. Yeah, bro. Uh, I was in a couple other plays, too. Some of which aren't necessarily mentionable. Hey, It was always... it was always the same thing. It was always the same thing. Like different people playing different characters coming to St. Peter, seeing if they can get into heaven. It was the same thing every single year. You know what I'm saying? You just change the characters every single My year. My question so. is, hey, yo, why do all church plays, why do all church plays have a drug dealer or something involved? Like, why is that always the, <laughs> the premise of a church play? <laughs> well, I was 12, <laughs> so I can't call it. Oh, my God. Yo, Melvin, you a hater, Yo, bro. Troy, that drink caught me off guard, bro. That drink caught me off guard, y'all. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not laughing because you you wrote a play. I'm laughing because I you am. wrote a play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, this is the last. This is the last thing I need to know before we move on, Troy. <laughs> For all those who what are listening, the- Melvin is literally crying <laughs> right now. Yo, what was the name of your of your debut release, Troy? I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. We need to know. We, we need, need to, to know. know. I, I have to know. The pl- the play is at my grandma's house. I'm gonna find it. I'll find it and I'll come back and we'll talk Yo. about it. We can break bread over the broccoli I wrote casserole that joint and, and read your script over the broccoli script, bro. I wrote I wrote that joint over f- five pages front and back, loose leaf. Um, college uh, rule, non college rule, not not okay. college rule. Wide rule. Yeah, wide rule, bro. Yo. Hey, you got a gift, costumes? man. That's a gift, yo. Yeah, they had costumes. We did Troy have probably costumes. had on the Avery yeah. or something like that. Talking about he had on the Avery. Yeah, he had on the Avery. No, I had on my grandpa's peacoat because <laughs> I had to play. <laughs> okay. You sold and me it, there. And it's top hat. I, I, I believe it. You sold me on that. <laughs> you sold me there. <laughs> to all our listeners, I just want to let y'all know I hate every last one of these dudes right now. You sold me at peacoat. I believed it. Yeah, I believed it. <laughs> Every last one. I need visuals from this play, Troy. I need the whole experience. I need the whole experience. Bro, there's there's videotape. I cannot find it. Maybe my uncle got it. I'm a, I'm gonna see if I can see what I can find. That's yo. what it is, yo. That's what it is, man. Uh for the sake of time, bro, I'm not gonna keep badgering you about this play. <laughs> I'm gonna move on uh to our next segment. So to keep oh up with the theme, man, and not disrupt the flow, 
you know, we talked about it last week, so we're going hit, to hit y'all with it again. You withered and all this week. Since we in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, man. The you withered and all this week is do you buy people gifts that they need for Christmas or do you buy what you want them to have? Mm. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll kick it. I'll, I'll jump in if you don't mind. Y'all, if ahead, you don't go mind. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I buy people what, simply what I want them to have. I really don't care about their needs. If I see something and I like it, I'm buying it and I'm giving it to you. You can do what you want with it. You know, re-gift it, return it, exchange it, whatever. I buy people what I want them to have. Point blank period. Yeah, I, I'm very similar. Um, no, actually. Oh, oh, so the difference is what, what I want them to have versus what they need right. right so if you see that they need something instead of just giving them what they need you wait until christmas to buy it and then the need is the gift <laughs> so i generally go with i i'm gonna give you what i want you to have and oftentimes it kind of incorporates what i think you need like for a couple like mm, six years six years ago i brought my brother some polos because i'm like you need to quit wearing <laughs> <laughs> these hood outfits, bro. So I bought him these polos. He never wore. I'm pretty sure they weren't. I'm pretty sure they got dust in the back. That's of the real. Yeah, right yeah, that's real. Now, when it comes to the wife, though, I'll give her what she wants and what I what I want her to have. So that's whatever. Go ahead, Drew. I'm definitely getting is what they need. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say that. I, it was written all over your face, mm-hmm. bro. Go ahead and tell us why you get people what they need. Hey, and bro. what exactly did you give somebody that they needed? Um, I mean, bro, I mean, first of all, gifting is already difficult because everybody grown in my family. Like, what do you get somebody who's grown? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not right, like we kids right. and you got to wait for somebody to get you the gift. You know what I'm saying? You just get that joint whenever you want it. Um, That's real. So you, so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, bro, one of the things I got my dad, I got this uh, man a microphone because I got tired of watching him peck his keyboard. Like, bro, you going to do talk to text. You're not gonna be pecking on this keyboard no more, bro. That's not a bad gift. So you though. gave him a mic- a microphone for his phone, for his computer, for his laptop. for his computer. He oh, talking about dictation. Uh, he yeah. talking about to use yeah, dictation, you, you. so he ain't sitting there clickety clacking on the one with the one finger on got the joint. Hey, clickety clacking, bro. Now I, I just learned over time. I just buy people what I want them to have because I didn't bought my brother AirPods, then gave him clothes because I know I wanted him to upgrade it upgrade his wardrobe all of that ain't never seen it so i'm good <laughs> never I, seen it exactly I, I legit i will go to belk and i'm buying all the trinket stuff all the pocket knives all that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i'm getting <laughs> hey my man said i'm gonna hit this little joint that says 19.99 for everything on this hey thing, easy easy hey I'm also on the side of buying people what I want them to have and not necessarily what they need, because I feel like if you know that they need it, like Drew said, you might as well just go ahead and get it throughout the year. And it ain't no sense to harbor it until Christmas because you want to be lazy about your gift giving ideas. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. I'm going to say this on the podcast. I know I'm going to get some slack for it, but people feel like you just supposed to be grateful that you get gifts. And I'm on the opposite side of that list. All right. If you ask me, uh, let me phrase it this way. If you get me something without me asking or without you asking me, I'm going to just accept it and be grateful that you thought of me enough to give me a gift. Right. But if you ask me what I want and and you you don't don't get get it, I'm not going to be grateful for the gift that you gave me. I'm not obligated to be grateful about the gift. I don't care if you tried. I don't care how hard you tried. If you ain't get what I asked for. (laughs) 
I'm not about to be grateful for that gift, bro. And I would rather so have nothing at all than to get less than what I really wanted. <laughs> so the follow-up question is, do you ever make your request known or what you want for your gifts? To be truthfully honest, no, because I know that most of the stuff I like is expensive. And I don't want to put that type of pressure on another person to be you know expected Facts. to get me that type of stuff and then you know because i'm in the shoes and things like that i don't want nobody to buy the wrong thing because they're not educated about it or whatever so i just when it comes to holidays christmas and stuff like that i don't really put demands on nobody you know for anything it's just that i i don't really put demands on it but i definitely don't want to be getting socks and drawers and, and stuff like that for christmas or, see i'm the opposite you know, bro i will gladly accept that because that stuff is expensive bro Absolutely. I want some yeah. draws this hey, Christmas. Draws. I definitely want I draws. some draws. Body wise. And and <laughs> and <laughs> and <laughs> and I do it every single time. Every bro. year. Every year. Hey, bro. Gas, gift cards. Hey, let me, you know what I'm saying? All of that. I'll take it off. The essentials. Let me, let me tell y'all real quick. Let me tell you real quick what the plug is, bro. Sam's Club or Costco. They got the draws pack in the back. You ain't going to spend no more than $12 for some. For some um, for some good feeling draws, four or five. See, I'm a little different. I, I only I only wear polo draws, man. I'm sorry, so I, I need the low. <laughs> I need See, the low. Lace wear polo, See, I'm, and I'm, I only I'm, I'm good. I only wear Calvin's. So you know, hey, hey, yeah. So yeah, that's literally a hundred percent, a hundred percent of my draws are Calvin. I'm good with the Hanes or the Reeboks. <laughs> yes, yeah, I've never Hanes. even seen a pair of Reebok draws. I ain't gonna hold. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold. Hey, bro, <laughs> they, that's in the TJ Max. Feel like that's in the TJ Max. <laughs> <laughs> Lace, you know, you know how you know how like the girdles used to feel back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. They feel like See, that's, that. how, that's how my polo joints feel though. It's like the dry fit, the dry yeah, that's, fit material. That's, yeah, keeps that's you what cool, the, that's keeps what the, you secure. Uh, you know what I mean? So yeah, yes, yeah, sir. I might have to put you on. I'm Lace. good. I appreciate I'm not it, but the I'm Lace good. is good. <laughs> <laughs> Lace said, "You don't want to know for me." <laughs> I appreciate it. What what man. you saying? Another man can't buy you draws for for your. Oh no! I mean, hey, absolutely it, it, not. Absolutely hey, not. Look, I'm not gonna turn down you know a, a nice set of polo undergarments, regardless of who it comes from. But all I'm saying is, I'm not gonna deviate to <laughs> from what I'm, I'm, I know. I stick to what right, I know. Let me let me not lie. If my daddy or my granddaddy bought me draws, that would be acceptable. But no grown man that's not one of those two people is gonna be passing me around some draws for the, <laughs> for, <laughs> for any time. Toxic, bro. You able to you tell toxic, somebody you. I bought another nigga draws. You missing nope. your blessing, bro. You missing. Hey, your that's one blessing I'll pass on. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, what'd you say, Troy? What to Troy? I'm good. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate All it, right. but I'm good. So now that we got that out the way. Um, <clears throat> Word of the week, man. Let's get into it. We always talking about big words. We got a new word this week. We gonna drop it on y'all, and I'm gonna try to do my best again this week to use it. Hit, Hit us with the wow. The end of the podcast. The wow. wow the me. word of the yeah, week. Wow me. Wow me. Wow, wow me. me. <laughs> to wow everybody, the word of the week <laughs> is beleaguer. Mm. Never heard of that I've a day in my never life. Never heard of that word. In I'm you mean to I tell me? In your, you all's entire life, you've never heard of the word beleaguer. Yes. No. No. Absolutely. No. Thank you, Lace. Thank you. Yeah, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm looking at join up right now because I don't even believe you. B e l i g a r. Is that the hey, is bro, that the trouble? one you referring to? Uh, yeah, B e l e a g u e r, and it I'm means to trouble or harass. It means to what? To trouble or harass. So, male and lace are going to beleaguer me 
for my song being Mary Did You Know. <laughs> Say less. Now I got to use that joint in a sentence before the yes. end of the podcast. Beleaguer. And I'm just going to randomly throw big words into sentences for the rest of the week as I talk to people. <laughs> Go to work tomorrow. Look, I ain't going to let y'all beleaguer me today. You know what I'm saying? Very simple. Very simple. <laughs> Very simple. Yeah. Hey, bro, drop that joint in the middle of a conference meeting, bro, and everybody's going to stop and look at you, bro. I promise you, bro. Yo, all right, yo, let's get into this podcast, man. We, we what, 28 minutes in or something like that, and we ain't even got into the podcast. But uh, <clears throat> I think this week's podcast is probably going to be one of the realest ones that we do uh, because right around holiday season is where, you know, studies show that we see the most uh stress sadness uh suicide rates increase and things like that as people get become more depressed you know through this time of year and things like that so what we really wanted to talk about tonight especially for the men um is really identifying like when is enough enough you know and by enough is enough meaning like when what is the breaking point like what is the tipping point at what point do we as men get to to take off the cape or take off the the superhero costume you know and just be or live or is that even possible mm. you know there's so so much going on right now where you know guys are talking about their mental health and we're all trying to be more mentally you know mentally conscious and, and mentally healthy and things like that but it there still always seems to be this fine line between managing our mental health but still having to like we talked about a few weeks ago perform for other people or constantly be available to everyone and everything so it's like we always have to do that what when is the point where we can really just say like this is too much for me to handle or too much for me to deal with so i don't i mean i ain't gonna say i, I don't know how y'all feel about it because i know that y'all have experienced at some point in time so I, I what i really want us to do tonight is just uh open ourselves up probably a little bit more than we usually do and just get a little bit deeper into these subjects because i know personally um just from text messages and things that i received recently from you know, a couple of people who listen to the podcast, you know, them saying like they they've been needing these episodes, you know, and, and the stuff that we talk about always seems to show up, you know, at the right time with something that may have been struggling or dealing with. So I think that yeah. this, you know, would be the perfect time to try to give some other people encouragement um, and strength, uh, not just because of the holiday season, but just in general. Yeah. Go ahead, Troy. What I was going to say is, you know, truth be told, I'm not even sure that I legally <laughs> and I, I, I use that word flippantly but I don't even know if I legally have the ability to say enough is enough mm -hmm. uh, like uh, I don't know if I have that much leeway and the reason why I say that is because you know there's so much stuff riding on me and the performance of me and what I put out to to where I can't say, man, I give up. I don't. I don't want to do this no more. I remember. Um, um, I remember my first time feeling like that though was in my my grad year. Um, I think it was like 2009. Uh, I was working on my. Um, I was trying to finish my comprehension exams. I failed them twice, and I was. And the first time I failed them, I was like, all right, I ain't really study. The second time I studied hard and I gave my all and my all still wasn't good enough. And when I when I thought I, I failed and that they, they were going to kick me out of the program because I didn't already put 
two years into the program, I was like, man, I, I didn't waste all this time. I just broke down. And um, I just I end up going to my car and just crying. I went to my I went to my supervisor. I was like, I need to go to my car. Cause <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean to laugh at that, Troy. No, you good. You good. We can laugh now because we over the situation. Um, I, I, I just like I need to go to my car. I went to my car, bro. I just cried and cried. And then I realized, you know, if I fail, I fail. And I just go on say la vie, go on about life. So um, it was a really it was a really tough part uh, point of my life. And um, honestly, I don't want to get back there. But truth be told, I know there's probably going to be another point time in my life where um, it's all going to be overwhelming. My my prayer, my hope is that when that time comes that I don't just try to cash out. Mm. Um, Yeah. Now, I respect that Um, for me. uh, I've just come to the point that L's are part of life. Um, Some L's hurt more than others. Um, but I know that I've met my, I guess, point of like no return. If I know I'm about to do something stupid or if I'm about to risk everything that, you know, I have obtained and built. So if a situation is that bad and that quote unquote toxic, I know I need to remove myself from it, period. Because if I'm going to do something stupid that's jeopardizing, um, you know, my well-being, the well-being of others or something of that nature, then I know I need to take a step back and um, remove myself from that scenario, et cetera. So I, but on top of that, like Troy stated, I don't know if we have that uh true um opportunities to really walk away from certain things it, i mean obviously it's situational um but certain situations you know like work you know what i mean situations at work oh yeah you can just walk away from that you can find something in that relationships that as well but some aspects of life you know your lens of responsibility the things that you have to take care of you know people that are depending on you etc you really don't have that um leeway to just say look i'm done i'm walking away from it because it's just not uh what it is so yeah that's deep. Drew over there, he got quiet. He must have been reflecting. You know, I mean, I've gotten to two points when, like, you know what I'm saying, like, <coughs> enough was enough. Um, the first time where I, like, got to a point, I guess, as, like, a grown man, I was, like, enough of it was enough was when I moved back home to, you know what I'm saying, help my dad out. And uh, it was just too much going on, man, you know what I'm saying, like, family life, relationship. Uh, my job was tripping. And so it was just, like, it got to the point where my anxiety I guess I, w- I had no outlet to be able to talk about those things. And my anxiety put me to a point where I was like, yo, man, like I'm twitching. Like my body is twitching. Like I'm going to be like super transparent about my struggles. It was like I had bottled up so much emotion that my physical body was responding to what I was trying to ignore. And so hmm. um, I reached out, you know what I'm saying, to a few folks who I knew were super educated about mental health. And they were like, yo, you need to go talk to somebody. Um, you need mm-hmm. to address some things, you know, from your childhood. You need to go address things right now. Um, there's no harm in like having a conversation with somebody. And uh, and yeah. And so it got to the point, you know, I share openly because I'm sure there's somebody on the podcast or, you know, I'm assuming it may be at that point. Uh, my doctor was like, you know, hey, man, you know, they did a dep- uh, depression screening. He asked me a few questions and he was like, you seem like really anxious. And I was like, yeah, man. And he was like, hey. Um, you know, I want to put you on an anxiety medication. And to me, that was a blow to my manhood because I'm like, you know, we've all talked about this before. Like, bro, why I need medication. You know what I'm saying? Like to be able to mm-hmm. uh, maneuver. And, um, you know, but uh, one of my friends, um, I'm not going to say his name uh, so he won't be on the podcast. But he was like, you know, 
I said, I feel like it's unnatural. And he was like, well, something unnatural happened to you for your body to get to that point. So why won't you do something to regulate yourself so that you can kind of get to a place of homeostasis? Um, but like Lay said, you know, I got so frustrated at work the other day um, that tears came in my eyes and I just, you know, I left to go home. And so what I've had to learn is, is that I just got to protect my peace. Some things gotcha. like today at work, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even respond to certain situations. Like, I literally would cut my brain off. And, you know, uh, <laughs> I bought myself another quality pair of Bluetooth headphones. And I put my headphones in and just, you know, cut out. Um, Drew, I'm curious. When you first was told uh, by that one individual, say, hey, man, you might want to consider going to counseling. How hard was it for you to accept that um it was like it was extremely hard because from even as progressive as my parents were the fact that i had to admit to myself i need help was in a certain extent damaging to my um like my ethos like it was damaging to that core belief like i'm a man and i can Mm. do this joint on my own you know what i'm saying like 10 toes down as my cousins would say and so it was it was damaging and then moreover after i prayed about it and i was like you know what i would probably benefit from speaking to a female counselor um to a certain degree in the beginning i felt like it was emasculating like this whole counsel counseling process like why do i need to go talk to somebody and so um i don't want to uh, steer the conversation to another dynamic but you know that crosses gender and you know and racial um stereotypes in regards to like you know our folks, you know, you don't need to go talk to somebody. You don't need to go talk to a shrink. So it was very difficult, Troy. Now, I feel that. But I, as an advocate for talking to somebody, I mean, I, hell, I'm in counseling myself. You know what I mean? So those are things that um, are only right because we are stigmatized and say we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that. Like Drew stated, 10 toes down, suck it up, do this, do that. Nah. I'm going to go talk to somebody and I'm going to take these pills and that's just what it's going to be. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't, then it's going to be a problem. So, you know what I mean? But I think it's that too goes to back. Problem. I, I think that goes back to the, you know, the self-awareness piece because you're doing it for you and not for, you know, the opinions of others. And I think, you know, once we start alleviating and understand like, look, I'm doing this for myself so I can be whole, so I can be present, so I can, you know, be able to engage in those types of things. Um, you look at it from a different lens. And it's, I mean, it's just like any other thing. Once you start doing it, it feels natural. You know what I mean? It feels like, OK, this is my outlet. I can be present and, you know. It's just something that I think regulates a lot of our helps us regulate a lot of our emotions outside of a pray about it or, you know, just navigate your way through it. Because some things you just don't know how to navigate through. So, you know, I think what's really interesting that all three of y'all did uh, subconsciously, you know, all of us have well, not me because I haven't gone yet, but all of y'all have openly kind of like admitted that y'all don't even feel like we have allowance to even you know, say enough is enough or take off or, you know, quit things or whatever. But all of you found a way to uh, accommodate that, you know, or laces like he went and talked to somebody. But look, I'm going to take these pills because it's still going to help me. You know, uh, it's still going to help me keep this cape on. It's still going to help me, you, already you know, know, be able to engage and perform and do all these things. So it's like even in you know, the process of lack, you know, because we're, you know, lacking something. That's why we're feeling, you know, what we're feeling and stuff like that. Like even in lack, 
you still feel like you have to provide you know and i don't think people really understand how hard that is you know for a person let alone a man to constantly um be in a situation where you're already lacking something and then you're still expected to produce or give something yeah you know uh and we usually you know like y'all said no one really you know makes allowance for us to do that and it's almost like we can't just because of the expectations that we have like troy said where so much is riding on him so much is is dependent upon him you know um and i'll take it from the standpoint of just a marriage and parenting and stuff like that like i know for a fact that i'm never going to be able to take off this cape Mm-hmm. You know, like no matter how much, how many, you know, frustrating days I have or how hard things get or whatever, there's so many things that I have in place that if I don't get up, if I don't do something, you know, what's going to happen to everyone that that I'm, you know, responsible for? You know what I mean? So that that's a struggle, you know, in itself. And I don't think people really I don't think people really understand what that's doing to us as men when we have to do that. And then there's always these you know uh absolute statements like oh men don't care about their mental health or men don't care about their you know their physical health or their physical well-being or any of these things it's like we do care about it we just ain't got the opportunity to address it (laughs) you know like we ain't we don't got time you know to be to be dealing with that and the more and the older i get the more i realize like this joint ain't gonna change and i feel like the older that i'm getting the more aggressive it's becoming because my kids are starting to need more in different mm-hmm. ways, mm-hmm. you know, as they get older and progress. So then there's more stuff on my plate. I'm aging, you know, so then now I got to think about life after work and retirement and planning and, you know, people telling you all these things that you got to do. It's like, yo, I got to worry about my mental health, but I got to provide. I got to be a good husband. I got to be a good dad. I got to, you know, split myself. I got to plan for my kids future. I got to plan for my future. I got to read my Bibles. Yeah pray uh <laughs> pray drink water eat healthy workout you know like dude there's this long laundry list of stuff that we got to do and there's some days honestly bro i just want to be able to i don't even want to say lay in my bed it's just some days where i just want to put on my headphones listen to music and shut out the world mm. but i can't even mm-hmm. do that you know um because i always got so much to do and that's bro you are you 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 can though well, I say you can, and it sounds easy the way I say it. But honestly, we we are we are able to do that. We just have to plan. Have to, for that yeah. Too. Have to be proactive. Why 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 we plan for everything else? Like one of the things I realized, um, you know, the frustrations that's been happening in our household has been when I come home, my extra my extroverted side is turned off, and my introverted side is turned on. That's how I recharge. But my wife is needing me to be extroverted for her in order to engage with her and things of that nature. And um, you know what? It 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 is going to have to come down to the point of time where I just re- have to realize, like, hey, babe, we need to break down this time frame of when I come home, of how much time that I need for me, and then how much time I'm able to give to you. Now, I haven't said it because I'm tr- me trying to be the man, or oh, I could do everything. You know, I could give her all the time she needs, and I'll be good with just 20 minutes. You know, at the at the end of the day, and it's it's not working. So, um, and so that that thing that you need as far as like potentially having that day where you are just laid in the bed and stuff like that you might have to plan for it but like all right somebody come get these kids um on uh friday night so that saturday morning i wake up and i ain't gotta worry about them and i come pick them up a little bit later on that day or maybe on a sunday or something like that so um so yeah it's it's i think 
it's possible, but it just takes a little bit of effort. To For, do. Sure. Yo, For sure. Yeah, I'll definitely piggyback on that. You know, what I ended up having to do is like when I go to Outlook for work, I would literally go and find like, bro, it's a random day in the middle of the week. And there's never a there's never a Friday. It's always either a Monday through Thursday. And I'll just take off for no reason at all. And everybody be like, yo, what you doing? Like, bro, I need I just need that day off. Need and a like, day. Bro, I would literally. Hey, bro, I'll either just go to the movies by myself. I'll go to Buffalo Wild Wings, sit at the bar by myself and eat, bro. And I just, I got to cut off. Like when I was living in Martinsville, I would go to slide to Greensboro in a heartbeat and just spend the day doing absolutely nothing, bro. Absolutely nothing. But um, Mel, you touched on a point in regards to not having the ability um, to uh, to say anything and or not having the ability to basically take off. And one of the things that popped in my mind when you said that is, is that like, even for example, at work and Mel, you, you said we're going to go deeper. So I, I'll share this, you know, for the listeners, Mel and I have had this back and forth since I've known him where he's like, you know, call me sensitive or whatever the case may be. And to call me sensitive <laughs> is one thing. <laughs> but toxic. My toxic. boss, my boss, toxic. <laughs> hey, my boss the other day uh, called me soft. Like y'all ever seen the movie Life? What Eddie Murphy told oh, Martin. Soft. Oh, no. soft. With a hard T. With, with a, a hard T. With a hard capital T. Soft. <laughs> hey, bro. First of hey, all, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. That that's a HR issue. It is. Right there, she bro. is and HR. You can go ahead and report that. She, she is, is HR. HR. She is HR. Hey, that's bro, you got to quit. That's an EEOC complaint. We got to we got to sit down. Let's go ahead and be out here on the news with Al Sharpton, bro. <laughs> you got to open an investigation into that, bro. First hey, of all, bro. was this a was this a, a YT woman? Is this a YT woman? Nah, she no, looked like she's me. not. Oh that's man, oh man, yeah, she she felt like she had. That's to, why she said that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She had the black card. And she still got her. Never yeah. mind. I can't say that. I can't say that. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we <laughs> sorry. Oh man, y'all. Hey, we funny. Hey, look, check this. So anyway, bro, um, a colleague at work had openly disrespected me, and this is like the fourth time where she's disrespecting me. And basically, my boss, she tried to like sugarcoat it because you know I had a male brown face in there. My facial expression don't be changing in meetings, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't let you know what I got going on on the inside. You know, I, I, I'll maneuver. But yeah, bro, she called me soft. And so it's just like, you know, the fact that I was like, hey, um, I feel like I'm being openly disrespected. And then when I express, I guess what would be, quote unquote, vulnerability or emotion, she called me soft. And so it's just like, that's an example of I don't have the autonomy or the ability to, to you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying, to yeah. say anything. Or like, you know, when I share it with... Um, when I share it with the team about like, uh, that's what I was going to say. I recognize the stigma, especially around black men in counseling. So I openly say, hey, somebody be like, yo, what you got going on Thursday afternoon? I'm like, yo, I got a, a therapy session because I want to destigmatize it. Or I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I have anxiety medication. But um, even when my boss was like, yo, you need to address your responses uh, from a mental health perspective. So there are like uh, societal structures that put us in these boxes where it's just like, do you want me to go nuts? <laughs> like, do you want me to be crazy? Yeah. Right. And then when yeah. I'm on the news for, for never mind. You're but no. Um, you know, yeah, I know where you're going. <laughs> no, nah, you, you speak, you talking. No, nah, that's real. real. Yeah, but no, I I, to, to, to backtrack just a little bit um, and not to, um, 
belabor the point but i do think you know we often consider ourselves as superheroes in a sense but every superhero had tools in his or her toolkit to make them successful so i think when we look at we got to stop looking at it from a lens of deficit oh i'm less than or i don't have because i'm going through this process of talking to a counselor or having you know anxiety medicine etc no i'm enhancing um what i need to be whole and be successful in whatever capacity so you got to look at it from a a different perspective saying like nah this is a this is a tool in my tool kit that I'm gonna be able to utilize so I don't come up in this mouth and bust somebody in the head because they talking crazy to me like that's just what it is you know what I'm saying so right. yeah I, I think we got to stop or we have to find ways um, internally and externally to stop looking at you know ha- going through these processes from a, a lens of deficit well def- deficit in, deficit in which way so when you say by like less than and stuff like what what angle are you taking with but that? i mean just just use drew's example for example yeah for for a second you know what i mean if somebody that is in a uh a role that is either linear to you or they're again he mentioned human resources and they tell you acting soft come on now that's if you if you in that context that is viewed as a deficit that's not viewed as a, as an attribute, you know what I'm saying? So if you come to me like that, right. um, then I know it, that you're viewing me from, you know, like I said, a lens of deficit. And we need to address that in a way like, no, I'm not soft at all. I'm, a, I'm addressing my emotions. I'm speaking my truth. Because if I don't, like I said, I'm going to walk around. I'm going to headbutt somebody in this bitch and it's going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so which would you rather have, A or B? You know what I mean? So... <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, um, yeah, be- go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Troy. Go ahead, Troy. What I was gonna say, what I was gonna say is, and I, I, I feel that like when when you get to a point of where you feel like everything's too much, then that's when the ide- um, idealization or is it idealization or idea. That's when you start thinking about not being around it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that can be taken in multiple different mm-hmm. ways. You can either be not be around in this world, not being around in um, this current situation that you in. You like com- completely just quit and just go somewhere else um, and things like that. And I'll be uh, truth be told, you know, um, and I, hopefully this will give somebody freedom. You know, I, I like to I like to consider myself to be a blessed man. But even in my in my blessings, life has been overwhelming mm-hmm. sometimes and i've i've definitely thought man what would it be like if i wasn't here no mm. more what would it be like if i never was born what if what would it be like if you know i wasn't living if i wasn't here tomorrow mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um and in that whole in that whole process you know um i'm i'm thankful that i have my sanity to um, be able to visualize what that all looks like and see that it would be worse if I wasn't where I was. Um, so then at that moment, I just come to a point of realizing, OK, now I need to go. I need to I need to draw strength from, from somewhere in order to continue on um, with what I'm doing in my life. Um, I need to either I need to draw strength from somewhere. And for me, it's from my faith. Um and then I also need to look in areas where I need to withdraw from because there are some things that are draining me that are draining me because I allow it to. Mm-hmm. I allow mm-hmm. it to. And I and I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to let it. Case in point, this is going to be really simple. And I know I know we really deep, but hopefully this will lighten up the situation. I love playing Call of Duty. I love it. 
Call of Duty was my was my joint. One day they switched up the game, and I came home, and I wasn't as good as I used to be no more. And the game that used to bring me peace when I would come home from work end up causing me so much frustration. <laughs> so much frustration. And I could not understand it. And that's why I'm happy that a lot of men because I, uh, I like, quit playing Madden because Madden has Add me to, to that list, over. Troy. Yeah, bro. Madden is, is, not a, is not a game that's a stress reliever no more. It causes more uh anxiety than it than is necessary so i i still had to i had to look at you know some of the hobbies that i did where, where they being beneficial i then also had to look at some of the people in my mm-hmm. life you know what i'm saying um that i had to cut out and some some people i desire to keep in my life but i just need to lower the dosage of having them in my life you know what i'm yeah. saying uh, as the old heads say so, feed them with a long spoon feed them with a long spoon feed them with a long spoon i don't know what that means but it sounds that's like what that's, that's exactly what you were describing verbatim verbatim um and so that that's what helps me cope with the you know when enough becomes enough and at, to add to your point, Troy, the, the word that you were, I believe, searching for was uh, uh, ideation. Um, I think that, yeah, ideation, that was the word yes. you, you were um, searching for. But also to add to that, shout out to EA Sports. You know what I mean? If you want to sponsor the podcast, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's in the game. You feel me? So that's, what, <laughs> that's what it is. Shut up, bro. Hey, I'm going I'm to I'm get us back serious. But before I do that, bro, I'm going to just co-sign what Troy said about how Folks be quitting Madden because that joint is just egregious. I am on the boycott ban for uh, Madden. I'm not going to lie to you. I broke a controller last year. I'm saying this joint openly. As a 35-year-old man, I broke a video game controller (laughs) because Madden made me that mad that I didn't even know what to do. And I just needed to get that energy off my spirit. And I destroyed my controller. And I haven't touched Madden since. So, Troy, I understand 100% what you're talking about. Um but i i do want to say that i hear what y'all are saying i understand what y'all are saying and it sounds very elo- eloquent uh and it's very informative but all of it sounds but. like yeah there there is a but i'm just saying i'm and i'm 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 about to get real real it all of it sounds like a break it's just a break it's not like off you know like all the stuff that y'all are talking about doing right now is just a temporary moment to get away from the stuff that I have to go back to or that we have to go back to. So I'm like, where where is the off? When is enough enough? Because yeah. it's not really enough is enough because what we're talking about right now is Drew's like, you know, scheduling a random day out the week to take a time or take a day. It's like, all right, I'm good for that day, but then what about tomorrow? <laughs> you know, it's like I'm, right. I'm only recharging myself for tomorrow. So it's like, you know, where where is the breaking at? Where where is the breaking at? And I'm and yeah. I'm saying that from from personal, you know, from the personal struggle of not being able to take off. I hear what y'all saying. Somebody come pick up these kids. Somebody do this. Somebody whatever whatever. But well, even all, when honestly, them kids is gone, yeah. bro. Even when them kids is gone or the wife is gone, they gotta come. They back. gotta come back. Yeah. But even in that, even when they gone, your mind and stuff is occupied with all the stuff that you still gotta do for them when they come back. You know, right, so you're but, trying to take that yeah. break. 
right, go ahead, Lace. Go no, ahead. I, th- I think it's a it's a a point to be recognized in this that there isn't necessarily a off in certain situations because we have signed up for certain responsibilities where you don't get to turn off. That's just what we signed up for. You know what I mean? Whether it is relationship, kids, etc. Those are lenses of responsibility that we are called to um, be present, be providers for, etc. But other aspects, as Troy mentioned, we have to be able to recognize and be cognizant of. I don't have to deal with that, but some things you just go have to deal with whether it is um, present in your face daily or whether it's something that you can um, alleviate at some point. So I think it's a both and. I don't think it's an either or um, where you can just say, look, I'm done with this. It's a wrap. No, it, that's, just, that's just not realistic um, at this big stage in our lives. Facts, because them <laughs> bills going to keep on coming in, bro. And they ain't going to – they ain't no enough is enough. For T-Mobile and Verizon, right? Because when they when they come pick your when they come pick your stuff up, you gonna be like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yo, Mel, on a serious note though, I get what you're saying because you basically saying like, yo, man, I got a head cold, <clears throat> but if I take Theraflu, I'm only addressing the symptoms. I'm not curing the issue, and I'm just mitigating something until I actually like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I get some real relief. You know what I'm saying? So. But in this case, for what you're saying is, I don't know what else you can do other than mitigate the symptoms. You know what I'm saying? If you got migraines and you take a Tylenol, it's going to help for a little bit. But then you're going to get right back to that, to that, you know what I'm saying, to that headache. And so I think the only thing that you can do, like you said, is that's only going to help for a little bit. So I think it has to be a lifestyle change. Like you regularly um, scheduling time for your own self-care. And you got to mm-hmm. make it a lifestyle, you know, like I'm eating different. And I'm changing the things that I eat to address my anxiety. I'm staying away from caffeine, staying away from nicotine, um, you know, processed sugars and things like that. And I think you just got to adapt the lifestyle change with what Lay said. You got some obligations that are forever obligations. But um, I don't think it's a lost cause or fool's errand to try to, you know, um, create a lifestyle of self-care. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's essential. Um, and, and to that point, it is a process because would you rather be doing something or would you rather be doing nothing? And you still have these things being piled up on you on a regular basis. My approach is I'd rather be doing something. You know, what I mean, like this past week, you know, what I mean, uh, my, a good close friend of mine said, hey, man, take take two hours for yourself. You know, what I mean, you need to be intentional about taking some time for yourself. I went and got a massage. Those two hours were the, the best thing that could have happened to me this past week. Now, the, the we're back to regular to the regular schedule program at this point. But that was something that did help me clear my mind, refocus and bounce back in a way that I am. My cup is somewhat filled to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think also to Mel, um, part of no part of being able to um, to overcome the enough is enough um, idea is to look at life having a purpose. Mm. And the moment that you realize that there is a purpose for life you will you will work through whatever you got to work through in order to fulfill that purpose and because i can i i don't have any children but i can only imagine if the children become overwhelming then it's just like it's you easy you can easily just throw your hands up and just walk away 
but when you realizing that you're in the formative year you're you're working on the uh um, formation of this individual to be a part of society then that is the then every moment has a purpose Mm -hmm. in which you interact with that person you know what i'm saying um and like for me you know my wife and i right before we even got into the podcast we had a we had a a conversation and talking about hey you know part of the reason why i am i'm in this marriage is because i feel as though our marriage is to speak volumes to others and it's a part of my identity and so that's part of the reason why i have purpose to strive to make sure that we work together like it because because I don't look forward to going out to just having movie nights and dinners like that. That that doesn't appease me. But when there's a bigger purpose outside of just, you know, going to go see the new Tyler Perry movie and, you know, going to get a steak at the steakhouse, then then that gives me the ability to work through Mm -hmm. when it feels like things are overwhelming in my life. No, that's real. And I mean, some things we just don't sign up for is just the 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 hand we're dealt. I mean, like with with uh, my daughter, my board, my daughter was born prematurely. She has a mild case of cerebral palsy. That's nothing that I wanted to sign up for. You know, what I mean, going to OTPT, doctor's appointments, tutoring, all those things. Do I want to do that? Hell no. But it's a responsibility that I have to have that I have to um, accept and maintain. But that's on top of everything else. So at the end of the day, we have to pick our spots. You know, what I mean, just like somebody that's um, a, a, a professional athlete one thing about one way that the game slows down as they always say is when you know how to pick your spots so you can't do it all but you got to be good at something you got to be able to pick your spots in a, in a sound way so so that's really really what it is um, in this game called life I think that's the I think I think that's what it is for me and I think that you just touched on really what it is that I'm trying to say about picking your spots and kind of similar to you Maya doesn't Maya wasn't born prematurely we we had to be induced to get her out early because she wasn't growing in a womb or whatever so they wanted to get her out early and all that and she always struggled with size and challenges and stuff like that and then come to find out she has some deformities in her structure so OT and all that stuff I'm familiar with that too going back and forth to the doctor endocrinologist and all those things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and just creating a bunch of different um, experiences for us as a family that I wasn't necessarily you know, prepare for or expecting and then learning how to work with her and, you know, accommodate with her in terms of her education and how she functions and trying to make her comfortable with how she is and all these things, you know, while parenting, you know, and and husbandry and doing all this stuff. I think the struggle that I have about picking pockets or picking my spots rather is how do you pick your spots when everything in your life requires 100 percent of your of your of yourself essentially Mm -hmm. you know like you know uh everybody needs it right now like when i go to work i can't put off 80 percent, you know because of the position that i have i gotta be at 100 percent. my wife needs me to always be at 100 percent. i can't give her half of myself my kids are gonna need 100 percent of myself you know i'm saying at all times whether i'm on vacation or not on vacation you know all these things so it's like how do i pick my spots if everything that i can't control and necessarily throw away you know, requires 100% of me and I'm running on fumes, but I'm also necessarily operating at 400% mm-hmm. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, I can't mm-hmm. turn this off. You know, I can't turn these things off. I can't quit on my kids. I can't do all these things. So it's like, I understand counseling. I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to it. I've been to counseling. I've done that stuff, you know, and, and the talk about self-care and try to find, you know, hobbies and all those things. But sometimes I'm just like counseling 
can only take me so far. You know what I'm saying? Self-care can only take me so far. What do I use or what do I do when I have those nights where I'm laying in the bed in the middle of the night and I want to go to sleep, but I can't because I'm trying to figure out how to take care of tomorrow when I haven't even figured out how to take care of today. Mm. You know, and I got things that go on, you know, with my baby. You know, you're talking about, you know, having to do all those things with, you know, your daughter and, and stuff like that. And I remember, you know, I think it was either the very beginning of the last year uh, or towards the end of last year where, you know, just being transparent, we were really struggling with going back and forth with Maya to the doctor. You know, it was becoming mm -hmm. this really frust frustrating process. And there's always this back and forth battle with insurance. And, you know, and the medicine that she needs in order to grow is very expensive. You know, and when we moved to Charlotte last year, it changed a lot of stuff for us in terms of insurance and how people code and all this other stuff. So something that we could previously afford to take care of for her we were no longer able to do, you know, when we moved to Charlotte. And that killed my self-esteem, mm. you know, as a man, because now my child has something that they deal with and I can't provide that thing, you know, like, mm. I and I want to so bad, you know, but it was just like, what, what do I do in that situation where it's just like, you know that they need it, but you can't give it to them anyway, you know, and it ain't no amount of self-care that I can do or enough, you know, massages or counseling that's going to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure, like, yeah, feel, yeah, feel yeah. that gap or feel that need. And they're mm -hmm. just sometimes, honestly, bros, and this is me being 100% transparent right now, where, you know, I look over at my wife sometimes and I get jealous because I see that she's snoring in the bed. Mm. Like, she sleep, you mm -hmm. know, like she sleep. She's, she's snoring. I'm not saying that she don't have any cares or nothing like that, but she is, she at peace with her night. And I can't even halfway get to sleep. And sometimes I just be sitting there like, dang, I wish I could do that. You know, like, I wish I wasn't sitting here <laughs> trying to d devise a plan right. to make sure everybody and everything gets what they need for tomorrow. And I just want to be able to be, you know, at peace. And that's that's not something that happens for me often. And that's, I think, the spot picking to, to Lace's point is where, you know, I get frustrated. And, that, and I think, Troy, you know, from the conversation that we had the other night where I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm always fighting for something, but I don't necessarily know what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like yeah. every day I wake up, I'm I'm fighting, but I, I don't know, you know, what I'm fighting for. And I'm trying to hold on to my strength. I'm trying to, you know, stay persistent and all these things. But sometimes, bro, I just want to be like, you know, what I'm saying F it, you know, like mm -hmm. <laughs> F all y'all, you know, not necessarily saying that I'm a, you know, do something to myself because I've always been more apt to want to do something to somebody else you know versus myself so that is my you know enough is enough situation where i'd be you know head like lace head throw a head butt around or something like that but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i really bro i just be i be struggling with that dream. i'm not i'm not gonna lie to you and i i ain't found the answers to it yet i don't necessarily know if i deal with it in the healthiest way or anything because i just you know burn myself out or or try to anyway but i i don't know what else to do have you ever have you ever accepted the idea that you cannot be all things for all situations mm -hmm. at all times? When it comes to, you know, being a husband and being a dad, no, I've never once thought of that. Like when it comes to other people, you know, like it's easier for me to turn, you know, external things off or people off versus, you know, the stuff that I have in my house. You know what I'm saying? Because my kids aren't old enough to necessarily understand, 
you know, like for example, if I had a long day at work, people piss me off and I'm tired and my brain doesn't want to function or anything like that. My kids don't understand that. They might have done something at school, a project or something that they're so excited to show me that they want to engage, you know, me with. And I can't look at them and be like, yo, I had a hard day at work. I, I, don't, I ain't really for this shit right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't really want to look at your drawing that looks, you know, absolutely hideous, but I got to make it look like, you know, make you feel like it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. You know, it's like they don't they don't understand that, you know. Uh, so there are times where I'm like, no, I, I can't turn it off. You know what I mean? Like if I especially, you know, in, in marriage, you know, if I if I started slacking off at less than 100 percent. Lord knows what that we wouldn't, <laughs> you know, niggas probably wouldn't even be married if they was operating at 50%. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like in those situations, no, I never thought, you know, I could turn it off or not be all things to, you know, to them because to them, I am all things, mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Well, I, I would add that I appreciate your, your transparency, but I think that is a conversation that you should have with your partner in that regard. You know what I mean? Being able to articulate um, how you feel and creating a, a joint pathway um, moving forward. But, um, you know, not to make light of it, if, if you want something to sleep, I got something that can put you to sleep. And you don't have to <laughs> you ain't gotta worry at all. You know what I mean? You take two of these, call me in the morning type vibe. You feel me? So, But no, in all seriousness, I do think that that's a... Uh, uh, a conversation that uh, a lot of times we won't disclose um, because we are, you know, feel like oh, I need to handle this. I need to do this. I need to do that. But I think that that is yeah. an opportunity that you, you could expand upon and say, look, this is what I'm dealing with. You know, what I mean, I want to do X, Y, Z and be all things to everyone. But I'm struggling right now. And I think that's a part of um, the growth process and recognizing that, you know, you can't do it all. You know, it's, it's just because what, what you just described, you got to be operating at 400 percent every day and everything I know only charged to 100 percent. So <laughs> you you on a different trajectory right now, brother. Yeah, hey, bro. Man, and I and go ahead, Troy. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Drew. You know, Mel, I definitely uh, feel you. I'm, I'm not going to marginalize what you said because I don't have kids and I think that's a different piece. But I definitely feel um obligated to um obligated to you know what i'm saying to be there for my family and i was talking to my seminary professor about it and he was telling me he was like you know to be everything to everybody's idolatry and he said and it's specifically designed that way and so it's just like you know i um i can't even imagine what you feel like to be able or not be able to um how you feel in regards to not being able to provide certain things but um, as you told me uh, many years ago, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to take the weight of the world off your shoulders. It's just impossible, man. That was an awkward That's silence. It. I mean, I, 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 was, I thought it was good. I, I, Troy I, thought there was more I revelation. Thought, I thought yeah, there was I more thought revelation. It was more to, I mean, that, that was, that's good. <laughs> uh, but, I, <laughs> but the way you set it up, I was like, oh, he about to go really about to take me there. Hey, yeah. man, I was, but I took a pause because I ain't want to turn this joint in the church, bro. Well, I'm going to do that because you know why? They called me Pastor Troy. <laughs> and uh, because I'm introduced at the very beginning, uh, I'm just going to hit. I'm going to go ahead and accept that uh, title of being Pastor Troy. This is the time when you come to the barbershop and that uh, spiritual person is in there trying to get everybody saved. <laughs> so uh, everybody... <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts. Uh, <laughs> the first point I want to say is to you, Brother Melvin, 
is that uh, first of all man i appreciate your hard work i want to acknowledge that because many men who face the same pressures that you have encountered would have given up a long time ago would have checked out would have did everything they can do um to relieve themselves of responsibility somehow some way um and so the fact that you are sticking in and your your brain is racked on a day-to-day basis to um, take care of your family, take care of yourself, make sure you provide, that is an admirable thing. I, I remember a couple episodes ago we were talking about how when women do it, it's like, oh, we, we, we give them a round of applause. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give my brother his flowers while, he, while, he's, uh, while he's still alive to let you know, hey, man. You're doing a good job, man, and uh, continue to do that. Um, also, too, man, um, I, I, I mentioned it before, but I'll say it again, um, that, that, con- that, that conversation of, hey, I can't do all of this on my own, that is a conversation that I, I believe not only you need to have with yourself, but most definitely it's a one-on-one conversation you're going to have to have with the Lord. Um, just say, Hey man, I, I, I surrender. <laughs> this is too much. Um, and I can't do this on my own. I need for you to intervene. Um, just so happens today. Um, last night, uh, reading through the book of Esther, um, the moment that the people took a time to fast and pray and seek the Lord. That's the moment when the whole situation changed, uh, in, in Esther's life, uh, where the King couldn't go to sleep. And so uh, he had to uh, do something to keep himself occupied, to try to put himself to sleep. And what he did was he ended up reading about the good deeds of the Jews and which led to the Jews not being slaughtered because of uh, the efforts of prayer and fasting that the people did. All that to say this, bro, um, I think it would it would be in your benefit to just go to the Lord and be like, hey, man, I, I can't do this no more. This is too much. And I and I, I appreciate what you, what all of you given me, but I need help. I need help. And I think that's one of the hardest things for us mm-hmm. men, as men to mm-hmm. do is to actually say I need help. Because I think it's that stigma of when we ask for help, it seems like we're weak. But in actuality, it takes a strong man to realize, hey, I can't do all of this by myself. And I, I need uh, I need help, man. And I don't know how the Lord will will fix it for you. Uh, but I know, man, he's just waiting for you to come to him and saying, hey, man, I need some help. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully, man, he'll he'll render that uh, that service to you. And we have to be mindful too, Troy, that um, that help may look different than what we have created in our mind, because a lot of times we create what help looks like or how we want it to work out, et cetera. But it's vastly different um, than what the the larger scheme of things, um, you know, from our highest source will will give us. So we have to be mindful of that as well. Most definitely. And you know what, Lace, you exactly right, because. I always had the idea that money was going to fix all things, bro. Mm-mm, it don't. <laughs> it don't. It don't. <laughs> it don't. It don't. We just we just flipped the crib up in um up in Virginia. Got a nice little chunk of change back because you know COVID prices and stuff like that. Um, uh, made everything go up, and we got all that money in the bank account, bro. It's just sitting right. there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm still going to work every single day. You know what I'm saying? I'm eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You know what I'm saying? So I think the book hey, says above and not beneath, there, though. though yeah, brother Troy. <laughs> <laughs> above and not beneath. Hey, shout, shout out! Shout out to the money sitting there, though, Troy. That's right. The, that's, that's the real. most important part. That's real. I ain't gonna say the most the money important is, part. The money is sitting there, even though um, Melvin and Drew told me not to sell my house anyway. Uh, I went ahead and did it so I can get uh, uh, I get that money. But uh, money doesn't solve everything, man. I, I, for some strange reason, bro, I think we're in a season of requesting peace, mm. uh, peace from the Lord. And just, hey, man, I need peace. And I know what I think peace will may look like, but his peace that he gives is beyond my understanding. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And I always I always used to wonder why old heads used to pray and be like, you know, protect my mind, protect my mental and those but now Ooh, I truly see wait. why they um used to say those things. Um because it's real out here, man, and, and uh those kinds of attacks on your mental and, you know, the stressors and anxieties and those kind of things can truly um, wreak havoc uh, in your space. And as Troy mentioned, man, it's about peace these days. Look, if it ain't peace, I don't want it. Real talk. Yo, man, it ain't even got to go that deep. When I was I was younger, old heads used to get up and say, I just want to thank the Lord for giving me another day. I right. to think to myself, bro, you ain't got nothing else to say you thankful for. Now, bro, I'm, like, I'm just glad I got one more try at it. One more one day. More. Exactly. One exactly. <laughs> That's real. Mel, before you take it over, man, I know uh, I touched on uh, uh, suicide ideation. And for any of our uh, listeners out there, if you've ever struggled with that, I just want to let you know there are people out there that actually care about you. Who, who believe that life will be better with you uh, being mm-hmm. here on earth. We believe it'd be better with you here on earth because with you here on earth, you listening to us, giving us ticks, and the more ticks we get, the more opportunity we get to get that uh, that sponsorship from um, all of our sponsors that we mentioned earlier. No, I'm just playing. But on for real, for real, uh, if you ever are thinking about anything like that, um, there is the Suicide uh, National Prevention Hotline, one 800 two seven three eight two five five that number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five call and talk to somebody we definitely want to see you have life and life more abundantly amen and if For you sure. don't want to talk to somebody on the phone uh you can text home h-o-m-e to seven four one seven four one and they'll get you connected to somebody via text uh to talk about whatever you want to talk about and if all that don't work, dig in the life coach lace bag and throw a couple headbutts around. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Look, <laughs> gotta do it. Now, hey, that, that should be your very last resort because you will get escorted up out of there and that isn't a soft charge. You will get but escorted I'm just up out of that joint. <laughs> Man, if anybody listening, I want this is how your friendship should be, mm-hmm. bro. Like real talk. Like if you don't have friendships where you could be open and honest where you can share your 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 the anguishes that you're dealing with and you could just get it off your chest a lot of the times we need to we just need to talk out our situations for somebody that's 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 where a lot of us struggle with because we have the battle in our mind and we don't have it out loud so we actually hear our own words and sometimes it's therapeutic just to get it out hey that's so true bro your joints be your situations be sounding so bad when you say it to yourself you like, woe is me. Nobody is going through this. And then you call one of your homeboys and they looking at it. 
you know, pragmatically. And they're like, man, this is all you need to do, man. Like, you're going to be good. It puts you in a better space. Yeah, I know I was I know I was getting on Troy's nerves a couple of months ago because I'm like, dog, what's going on? And man, he sit there, talk to me, break it down. I'm like, you know what? Life ain't that bad, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and somebody I always got it worse. Call man. Yeah, man. Mike Epps. He was doing a recent stand up and he was talking about how people be complaining about their problems and kind of similar to what y'all talking about right now, saying like, you know, somebody always got it worse. He was like, somebody else somewhere would love to have the problems that you have. That's real. Instead of the ones that they have. He said, you mess around and throw your problems on the ground. Somebody else would pick them drinks up and you go back. <laughs> you throw your problems on the ground, you go back to get them drinks. Somebody else and picked up your problems and left you theirs. Uh, feel you, Brother Brown. Feel you, man. Definitely keeping you lifted. And I think there's some sound uh, wisdom from Pastor Troy, for real. Yeah, man. I... Bro, I appreciate your openness. I, f- first of all, man, I don't know why you feel comfortable sharing anything with me, but I'm so <laughs> thankful. <laughs> Yo, first of all, that's, uh, that's me knowing that's me not knowing my own value. Mm. Now, I devalue myself a whole lot more than, and that probably is another podcast topic. But I definitely don't value myself or see somebody self as as worthy to have to have the privilege to receive the, inf- the information that you shared with me and so whenever you share with me man i'm i'm so thankful for that and um it takes a lot of strength in order to openly share that with other people so hey man uh brother melvin you're doing something that's right real. i just want to let you know that's real hey um number one I'm, I'm pretty much an open book because i'm not afraid you know what i'm saying to talk about my life because what can somebody else do to me that hasn't already been done or i haven't thought or said to myself about you know my situation so at Honestly, I share it with with y'all and not just you, Troy, because number one, I know that y'all going to give me honest counsel about what it is that I'm talking about. You know, um, that's first and foremost. But then also because, you know, respectively, each of you has, you know, some quality or characteristic that I admire and I want to, you know, add to my bag. And, you know, as we always talk about, you know, iron sharpening iron and stuff like that. I, I, I try to add value, you know, just as much value to y'all as I feel like y'all give to me because I feel like there are a lot of things that y'all have that can help me be, you know, just better in my day to day. So when I, I Troy, you specifically not to, you know, take away from Jura or, or Lace, but, you know, everybody on the podcast kind of gathered that you're the most wholesome person on this joint. Oh, he's, yeah, know, he's, I, he's extremely I know wholesome. We joke, we, I know we joke about that joint. Um, I, we, we joke about it, but, you know, honestly, you know, I always have admired you know, the type of man that you are, you know, how you carry yourself and how you handle yourself, you know, in your marriage and your relationships and your communication and stuff like that. So when I talk to you about my my problems is, you know, it's because I'm looking for a better way, you know, a more manly way to handle these things, you know, compared to how I would have handled it, you know, in the past, because most of this stuff, you know, even though I had a dad and things like that, like a lot of stuff that I'm learning now, you know, I'm learning on my own, like I'm learning as I go, because the yeah, stuff that yeah, my dad exactly. was teaching me wasn't necessarily what I need to survive right now. You know, it was what mm-hmm. he felt like was good for me at the time. So there's still a lot of things about manhood, you know, that I don't know and haven't learned. And there's no no, no playbook for real. You know, like we you talk about marriage counseling, all these things and like you go to marriage counseling and you get married and you'd be like, none of this stuff that we <laughs> talked about. And <laughs> <laughs> that daggone counseling applies. Like none of the stuff that was in that workbook mm-hmm. is working right now. And then you, you know, have kids and you get thrown all these things that's, you know, unexpected that you don't even know how to deal with, manage or, you know, or handle. So I'm just like, I'm trying to figure this joint out, bro. And if somebody can tell me a better way, you know, if somebody can help me not be, you know, how I am or whatever. So I just, 
you know, that's really my biggest reason. So I'm not afraid, bro. I'm at the stage now in my life where I'm like, yo, I need somebody to help me. Mm-hmm. Like help me, like tell me, me, you know what to do. Because obviously I <laughs> ain't got the answer. Yeah. Now that's real though. Because even um, uh, I told y'all, shout out to Mama Lovelace. Uh, she listened to the potty and she was like, "I just love Troy." She was like, <laughs> she was like you, "You need you need him in your life, baby. You need him in your life." So nah, that, that's real, bro. That's real. Shout out to Troy. Shout out to Holson yeah. Troy. <laughs> I'm going to keep it a stack with you, bro. I fight that title a lot because it's oftentimes, you know, somebody uh, somebody put a joint on Facebook once and it said, uh, which cousin are you at the at the family reunion? And, uh, you know, some people say I'm the drunk cousin. Some people say I'm the dramatic cousin. My title is the cousin who loves Jesus but has to prove to people that I'm still and that's that's what i struggle with man i want to be cool in a lot of people's eyes i am a people pleaser you know what i'm saying and um and oftentimes i i often i will shun what i feel like i'm called to be who i'm called to be just for the sake of blending in with others Mm. but i've come to realize bro What's the purpose of gaining the whole world if I'm gonna lose my soul in the whole process? You know what I'm saying? That's real. So it's just like I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna have to ride with that with that title and just it's gonna have to be what it is. So I might be the lame one that come to the podcast that likes you know uh, the chipmunk Christmas song <laughs> and stuff like that and broccoli casserole. You know that that don't help me out at all. But I'm gonna just be me, and y'all just gonna have to take me as, as I am. Hey, man, you could also hey, look y'all. at it from a different perspective, man. Everybody, uh, we we already got enough ain't ish dudes on the podcast, so we, we need one <laughs> that's, that's solid. We already got enough ain't ish ones. <laughs> hey, y'all, Troy kept me from joining the nation, bro. So I'm gonna forever be indebted. <laughs> Hey yo, so what's what's the moral of the story, man? What's what's the moral of, moral of today's podcast? I feel like Troy knows the moral, so I, I mean, I, <laughs> but, hey, <laughs> yo, this is the second week in a row, bro, where I don't have nothing valuable to add on the back end to something that Troy has said. So I'm gonna just let Troy provide us with the moral, you know, for this podcast, bro. Pastor, look, go ahead, close the door. No, actually, not. Don't close the doors. Open the doors of the church for us. Open yes. the doors. Now, look, I'm gonna. T- There's a myth or a idea that God won't put more on us than we can bear. That is an absolute lie. He will put more than on you than you can bear because He wants you to connect with Him to say, "Hey, I mm, that's a word, bro." Bro, when Moses got to the Red Sea. There was that was more than what he can actually bear. Moses couldn't split the particles to go from left to right in order for those millions of people to walk across the uh, the, the sea on dry land. He needed to call on God. Um, my, my man, my man, Joshua, when he realized that there was a sin in the camp, he needed God to direct him how to dress, address the sin in the camp in order for them to go forth and conquer AI. There is a need for us to to tap into the resource that has given us life. And that is that that is that is himself, God. And so um, um, whenever you're faced 
with a with a moment where it just seems like life is too overbearing. I want to let you know you are in a good position because that's exactly where the Lord wants you to be, mm-hmm. because that's an opportunity for you to be a um, a vessel for him to pour himself into. And so that the impossible can be done so that when when the when the uh, when something miraculous happens and then people look at you and we're like, man, that was crazy. You can in that moment say it wasn't me. It was it. So. That's the moral to the story, my guy. Now we go have Melvin sing "On Time God" by Dottie Peoples, and we just <laughs> yo, remind me again to never let Troy do the moral, yo, because the the bar is set so high now for <laughs> in the podcast recap. <laughs> I might just make Troy open the doors of the church at the end of every podcast, bro, right? Because I ain't gonna be able to. Yo, that would be a that would be a dope segment, yo. <laughs> be yo, segment. we definitely about to do that, Troy. From this day forward, bro, Troy, we opening the doors of the church in the podcast. You close us out. I'm gonna say that every week from now on, Troy, close us out. Nah, man. I, you know, hey, if I got opportunity to be on fire about something, let me at least be on fire for that one point. But y'all, man, <laughs> I, I really appreciate you guys and this opportunity. That's man. what it is. You know, we appreciate y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all for joining us. You know, uh, follow us on Instagram at Manly D's Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Manly D's underscore. If you follow us on Twitter, I'm going to be honest with you. I manage all the social media pages. Ain't but three tweets up there. We ain't got nothing going on yet. I'm just, I, but follow it anyway. Uh, <laughs> follow that joint anyway. We, we growing. Uh, and the more y'all share this podcast with your friends, uh, the faster we can do that. So, you know, continue to rock with us, man. We appreciate y'all. Uh, happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever it is that you, you know, celebrate during this time. We want everybody to stay safe out there. Enjoy time with your friends and family. Create those memories, you know, and as always, until next time. In a minute.